is an interesting one because this is a new age question. What form of TV do you typically use to watch football? Cable still number one, but I'm talking about barely. 37.2%, right behind YouTube TV, 37.1%. I'm a YouTube TV guy. Hulu and live TV is 8%. Direct TV is 5 Antenna, (laughs) 2 FUBU, I thought that was a shoe, and Sling, (laughs) 2 All Others, 1. You're a YouTube TV guy? Yep, love it. Um, I'm still a cable guy. Well, I feel for you. Well, no, here's here's why. If I took everything that I needed to stream, I would be paying close to the same amount. Well, if I got all the, all the Hulu's and yeah. all those things, plus all my team, all the, my cable boxes are mounted behind yeah. my television to the point where I told the wife, I said. It's almost not worth. I mean, maybe well, we might save thirty bucks. It's not worth that. And I'll add this for you: if yeah. you had YouTube TV, Puffy'd be calling for the password at his house. So he's got it. Oh, well, respect to Puff. Call, call him some. and ask him for his password. But, but you know what's got me, BC, and this is like the weirdest thing because I know I know it's always existed, but it's it's bad on cable. It's worse. You know, we, and I'm not. This is not a spoiler. I think most of you know this, but. We're watching it live, but it's still a few seconds behind. Uh-huh. And YouTube TV is even further. Bothered. Like, it does the other bother day, me. I, I made the mistake being on Twitter during the Saints game for a couple of plays, and it was easily 30 seconds before the play <laughs> ran, and it drive me. Me too. It drove me nuts. That. I can't stand to. Like, I would pay more money if I, did ha- I didn't have any delay. Like, I want it to feel like I'm in the stadium. Zero. The fact that it's even a 10-second delay drives me nuts. Sean, I won't go to other people's house to watch a TV or to watch a game because I'm too worried that they'll try to rewind, and I can't rewind during a game. Like, i nope. got to be live Same. the whole time. The, the, you, the YouTube TV, uh, like the delay is right on par with, like, the ESPN GameCast. Yes. Like, so they, they hit it, like, the same time. So you got to be careful sometimes if you're trying to watch – Watch your uh, if you're checking the box score or something. Sometimes the play will, the game <laughs> no, cast I, I, will before the game. No, 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 no. You're right. Like yeah, I noticed that on fantasy football. I saw I saw an update to a score before. I was like, what? I do it to oh, my. Okay. Sometimes I'll tell my wife. I'll be like, I mean, I bet you he catches a, a touchdown pass right here. And then she's like, How did you know that? <laughs> oh, it drives me nuts. Like it's the, I know in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But I would pay to have zero delay, even if it's just ten seconds. Like, somebody knows what happened before I did. I can't handle that. You know where that doesn't exist? Radio. You're right. That's as close as you You get to it it. being right there at the same time. Uh, What's on Blue Tech Blue tonight? Yeah, we got a big show. We got a recap, Middle Tennessee. I don't know if you saw it, but Tech lost again. Did they now? Yep, 31-23. I think we called that one. Uh, We'll talk a little bit. Fall baseball against Mississippi State this past weekend. It was a really good crowd out at J.C. Love Field. Sounds like the squad played well. Then we'll talk some college basketball season opener November the 6th. we got Talvin Hester and Brooks Storr joining us. Sounds like fun. Uh, you got Beck, B.C., and Taves up next for B.C. I'll throw Beck in the mix. He contributed at the end. For Taves on Fox, we'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for another edition of the This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light.
Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. illegal you can't push defensive players can't push so why can offensive players push but it's legal why do the eagles do it better than anybody else well i'll tell you why and i'll tell you why not only why the eagles do it better why the brady sneak was always so effective for the majority of his career because the, the brady sneak always worked on fourth down it works for two reasons one you have to get there you have to get up to the line you have to get up there fast right you have, can't give the mm. team a chance to to line up and get comfortable in their gaps and know where they're going to go and, and, and try to knock things over but the biggest thing you have to do as a quarterback is you got to get low and you got to get low right away that was always brady said watch all the tom brady uh quarterback sneaks on fourth down he would get the ball and he's down low and he's right off the outside butt cheek of his center and that's a first down and he is diving that's what he's doing. He is doing that, and he is diving for a touchdown. You have to be okay with going low if you're a quarterback. Look at Jalen Hurts, the touchdown in the first half. That was They just allowed him to go as long as they could to like give him a touchdown. Like, what did he do to get that touchdown? He got really low. Your quarterback has to be fearless in getting low, because if you do that, you're going to get the first down. Jalen Hurts gets low, and he gets pushed. But if the quarterback's not low, that's how you don't make it, because you get stood up more, it's easier to stop. That's the key. And I get why a lot of teams don't do it, because your quarterback has to be fearless and say, I'm okay with going low and being on the bottom of what's going to be a really, really big pile. Jalen Hurts says, To get the rest of what Jason Smith and Mike Harmon said, podcast it by searching The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And as always, you can hear The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. I feel like the question turned into how do we view Zach Wilson now because that's a, that's a signature win. Jonas just said it. The ground game and the defense give them a chance, uh-huh. and he's doing his job enough to be able to help them and where he's not making these, these back-breaking mistakes. Uh, now, you want to talk about confidence? Robert Sala was <laughs> Did you see it. his face when the game ended? Oh, man. Like, I mean, that had to be the greatest feeling, right? <laughs> so, Robert Sala post-game. Uh, let's hear a little bit from the Jets head coach. You know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. How about that? Gauntlet of quarterbacks, we've embarrassed all of them. <laughs> it's not that far off. Two pros. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and a cup of Joe. Jonas Knox. 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. The herd. I am what I am. There's nothing normal about it. And he's not your average sports fan. Why are people trying to convince themselves average is good? He's different. I want my quarterbacks to be quarterback you. He's Colin Cowherd. Dissecting sports to their core every morning. Most great coaches are meant to be professors. Some are meant to be the dean of the department. It's The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. FS1. Call your friends and ask how they do it. To find FS1 on your television. Go to foxsports.com for details. Boom. Trust your eyes. F-S-1. 
Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, BC, Backcase, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you joining us on this Fall Tuesday here in Ruston, Louisiana. You can get us on the hotline or the text line, 888-993-7762. Had a Monday show last week. We're back to Tuesdays this week. We'll be back to Monday next week. And then we should be on Tuesday for the remainder of of season 16 of Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck Haynes, good to see you this evening, sir. Yeah, it's good to be back. Feels like it's been longer than eight days. It does feel like it's been I was a uh, maybe just no post-game show in the middle to break it all up. It's been a while since we've been on the old airwaves. It, we have, it has been a while. Uh, a lot to get into on this Tuesday night. We'll start right here. Uh, before we get into Tech's loss against Middle Tennessee to fall to 3-5 and five overall, gave Middle Tennessee their first win over an FBS opponent this season. So that's pretty depressing. But uh, fall baseball this past weekend, Lane Burroughs Diamond Dogs had them on a couple weeks ago. They hosted Mississippi State. Uh, sounds like they wo- lost the first game 10-5, to five, won the second game 5-2. to two. Uh, Sounds like for a majority of the afternoon on Saturday in front of a great crowd at J.C. Love Field that the Diamond Dogs played well. Certainly some optimism uh, as they continued their fall season pressing forward. They'll travel down to Biloxi to play Auburn on November the 4th to wrap up their fall. So uh, some good results for the Diamond Dogs. A lot of encouraging notes. Uh, we have the notes up from D1 Baseball at the website, bleedtechblue.com. It's just nine ninety five a month. So if you're looking for... A breakdown of that scrimmage. We got you covered. Uh, coming up at 6.45 tonight, we got Talvin Hester. He'll join us talking Dunkin' Dogs. Brooke Store will join us at 7 o'clock talking Lady Texters. Conference USA Media Days were yesterday over in Huntsville. So uh, both the Dunkin' Dogs and the Lady Texters picked to finish fourth place in the preseason poll. Isaiah Crawford, uh, preseason conference player of the year on the men's side. Anna Law Robertson was the preseason first-team all-conference on the women's side. So uh, excited to get a chance to talk with them. So now, all right, Beck, we're going to give ourselves, we've got 13 minutes. We're going to talk about this loss to Middle Tennessee, 31-23 in Murfreesboro. We're going to put it to bed. 6-15, we're going to get into some of our bye week thoughts. That's your expertise. Mm. Uh, of course, dogs got to win three of the last four. I don't know if there's a whole lot of optimism in this room, this little 10 by 10 square closet that we're sitting in, that the dogs can do that. But we're going to break it down at 6.15, 6.30. Don't know if you heard it post game. Sonny Cumbie said, we're closer here in 2023 than we were in 2022. Kind of get his premise. I get where he's coming from. But we're going to take a look at the losses in 2022. We're going to compare them to the losses in 2023. We're going to go from there. All right. This loss to Middle Tennessee, Beck, it feels like an eternity ago. And thank God it does. 
Because that was a brutal football game to watch for two and a half quarters. Listen, this is a Middle Tennessee team. They allowed 33 points a game. Tech couldn't get anything going outside of one drive in the first half. Like, and it was, like we were talking, it was probably the best drive of the year, maybe. It was beautiful. Seven plays, 75 yards, Tutty, Cal Maxwell. Outside of that, it was hard to watch that offense for two and a half quarters. Yeah, it was kind of similar to the UTEP game, but I felt like the UTEP game we had things go our way. Uh, just a very much a twenty, an eighteen to twenty point per game offense. Yeah, and that's not good. And it's not good. And we, we've talked about that's not going to win you games. This is an atrocious schedule. You should one be hanging thirty with one eye. Back, let me tell you this: most of the teams further. we've played, Bill Connolly with ESPN does a tremendous job. He ranks the teams 1 to 133 every week. Well, on the old X or Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, he had a lot of fans saying, let's go D3. Let's go all the way to D3. So he went from 1 to 665. Okay? Tech ranked 126. Oh, not bad on the surface. Here's the problem. There's 15 FCS schools ahead of you. Don't love to see it. But... The thing about the offense, 18 to 20 points a game, you said that kind of feels like who we are at this point. I'd agree with you. Here's the problem. It makes your ears bleed trying to, or your eyes bleed, trying to watch them try to score those 18 to 20 points. Like, there's no rhythm, ever. It's 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 a it's a quiet 18. It's hard yeah. to be like, oh, I know where that came from. You're like, wait, we, we kind of had good, oh, you know what it is a lot of times is it's penalties. We get good field position like for penalties. Like 130th in the country in penalties. Yeah, we have our own penalties. We may catch a break. Have a short field. We're pretty decent. We score more in short field than we do long field. Shocker. Shocker. We need that. This is a team that really needs those kind of things to happen. There was a drive in that game where I think Jack Turner got roughed one time. I I think you got a couple other breaks. You had first and goal at the two. You end up kicking a field goal. Can't happen. First and goal at the two to start the third quarter. You throw an interception. There's just too many things offensively. And listen, you can miss me with all the stuff about, oh, they just got to execute better. Bottom line is you're eight games in and you're not execute. Yeah, if I hear that word execute one more time, like that's I'm the done. New, That's the new compete. That's the new we compete. packaged it up, rewrapped it, regifted the word. Yeah. And, and, and talking about the rhythm offensively, there really feels to be no rhythm to the offense outside of when Smoke Harris touches the football. Like, when he touches the football, there, there does seem right. to be a little bit of explosion. Our offense is, is, is pretty it, – it's 50-50 balls that work 50% of the time. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's, that's, what the big, that's where the big play comes from. So many times in the red zone, not coming away with touchdowns. Yep. Either turning the ball over or kicking a field goal. Yep. Like you said, no rhythm. They line up. We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know if we're going to try a cutesy play or if we're going to try to run it up the middle or if we're going to throw a screen pass or if we're going to throw a 50-50 fade to the end zone. Like, There's just no no identity to this team. 23 points against a pretty bad team. They're awful. Middle Tennessee's terrible. And don't, I mean, this is we can almost leave the defense out of this conversation. Like, just bad. Just bad. We're going to get to the defense in the next segment when we talk about the bye week and some of our overall observations. Like, I don't know. Like, listen, the, the big the defense gives up too many big plays. They do. They gave up the 60-yard touchdown to Holden Willis. It was bad coverage. Slow-footed defensive backs couldn't run down Willis, a tight end who doesn't run a 4-4. But I'm not even sure that it matters. 
because the offense has been stuck in neutral for so long. And, you know, like I said, outside of a smoke, Harris, he goes for 11 catches for 129. Like, he's laying it on the line for his team, but, like, you're not winning a whole lot of football games with one offensive weapon that's consistent play in and play out. You can't consistently get him the football with Aaron throws. You couldn't run the ball the other night. You only had 26 rushes for 79 yards. And when that happens, you got to throw the football efficiently. Now, middle of the third quarter, Jack Turner throws the interception on the first drive of the third quarter in the end zone. It was a bad throw. Another out route behind a guy. Sonny Comey makes the change. He's like, all right, seen enough for now. For now. I'm going back to Hank Bachmeyer. Who's been healthy for two games, by the way. Not shocking. Bachmeyer comes in. Felt like there was a little bit of an energy boost. Bachmeyer saw action on four drives. He scored touchdowns on two of them. Not bad. Finishes 16 of 24, 178 yards. Beck, let's go all the way back to Nebraska. We talked about the eye test. Jack Turner passed the eye test. We agree with that. Passed the eye test against Nebraska. Talk about passing the eye test on last Tuesday night in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in front of dozens. That offense looked different. Like, that was a veteran quarterback, hadn't played in a month, stood in the pocket, took some shots, took some big shots, delivered the football. You're throwing the football down the field. We, we've heard Coach Cumbie in a couple interviews this week, so he's going to evaluate the position throughout the week. Beck, here's a problem I have. Talk about analytics in baseball. Talk about Moneyball. Talk about Billy Bean. Feel like we're getting a little too analytical in football. Like, sometimes the eye test matters. Like, you can, you can tell me, oh, same yards per pass attempt. Same points per possession. Whatever you want to use. At some point, there's got to be some rhythm. That's what we saw on Tuesday night. The football just matriculated itself down the field better. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. And and Jack has had some success moving the ball. Again, I think I don't have the stats, but the eye test says it's a lot of 50-50 balls that really get the ball moving or the running game is strong. Like Jack is... is Back he, 25% of Turner's throws this year have been in screens. That's a lot. That's a quarter. He's only completing 46% of his passes on true drop-back passing. Yeah, like, that's not good. You're, that's not... No, no, no. And not that it's not good. That's not winning football. And what's concerning is that you got a coach after the game saying, well, from an efficiency standpoint, they both looked about similar. It's like, no, nah, they really didn't. They didn't. We got some We got some stats to prove it. Well, like, I feel like we're fooling ourselves. Oh, you and I are not fooled. Well, we're not fooled. Like, like just, like, and listen, Sonny Cumbie watches a lot of film. His offensive staff watches films. Defensive staff, special teams coordinator, Dan Sharp, they all watch film. Like, you're fooling yourself if you don't think the offense looks different. You're fooling yourself if you don't think that who you are in 2023. Now, who you are right now. All right, let, let's go to this. Who you are. You got one running back in Tyree Shelton. That's what you got. You got one running back. And he got banged up against Middle Tennessee at the receiver position. You got two legit weapons. Smoke Harris, Cyrus Allen. Who gives you the best opportunity to get those guys to football? I, I think it's pretty obvious that your most accurate thrower of the football 
that doesn't necessarily need 50-50 throws and doesn't necessarily need a bunch of screen plays, Hank Bachmeyer's the best chance to give you a chance to win. Let's go right to the hotline. We got Quint. Quint, fill us in. Hey, guys. I'm so glad to hear this. Somebody's finally agreeing with me. I've heard our coach get up and lie for the past week about the players or the quarterbacks are the same. He's saying that to defend the bad decision he made. I swear, if I was watching the game with Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, they asked me why was the quarterback better in the third quarter. You ain't wrong, Quint. This was so obvious. This is, to me, Ben, I'm going to use one of your analogies, like you can kind of use. This is like the baseball stat for war. War, yeah. in most times, is used to validate bad that just happen to have a good war. Yep. I mean, you can you can give me all the war stats you want in baseball, and nine times out of ten, there are already people I know that are really, really good. But occasionally, there's this one dude that just happens to have a really high war, and you're like, who in the world is he? Yep. Or he's a Mike Trout who can't stay on the field long enough to play a game, but can actually have a pretty good stat. And that's kind of what's going on with our uh, tech uh, quarterback right now. The guy's putting up, I guess, somehow making good stats. But everybody in the world that's even watched the game can see that Hank is the guy. Hank is the reason we were excited about tech football. If Hank wouldn't have come to tech football, it would have been like, uh, we're having another season of tech football. <laughs> yep. You're right. Hank was a Hank was the reason we were excited. He gets injured. From what we can tell, he really was injured. I agree with him not playing the Nebraska game. Yep. But as soon as that whistle blew from the Nebraska game, he should have been our quarterback again. And with Coach not being transparent about this, because maybe there's something we don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say I it's possible. know everything that's yep. going on in that locker room. But with him not being transparent, he has dug himself a hole that shouldn't have been there if he would have just made the obvious right decision based on what we know, and if there's something that we don't know, he needs to let us know so we can maybe feel better about our coach. Because right now, I'm not feeling too hot about this coach. He's messed up on the quarterback two, for two consecutive seasons, and he's supposed to be a quarterback. Quinn, I, I don't mean, always agree with everything you say, but you're spot on tonight, all right? You're spot I mean, on. This is like, I mean, this is like a chef messing up a recipe. I mean, come on. I mean, you were you were supposedly a pretty good quarterback in college. You made a run in the pros, and you can't figure out that Hank's your best quarterback. Tell I mean, him, Quint. Tell I'm him. with you. I'm with you. Appreciate the I call, mean, man. I'm just blown. Okay, thanks, guys. Hey, Quint, I don't know what Quint's reasonable, but Beck, it's like we said. Like you can't be so analytical. Like the eye test has you tell you something. And Beck, I'm gonna go back to this. You for don't. You. Here's the. That's. A, I hear you. But it's it's the eye test and the stats. Yeah. Like, well, hey, and I'll tell you this too. I, I've said this for a few weeks now. When you hire an offensive coach, the offense has got to be fixed. Hmm. And I'm not saying I want Eric Morris here from North Texas. That's not what I'm saying. But listen to this: they hire an offensive coach and Eric Morris at North Texas. Since they lost to Cal in the opener, North Texas scoring 39 points a game and putting up 528 yards a game. When he walked in the door, the offense was fixed. Point blank. Hmm. And here we are. We're 20 games in. We're spinning our wheels. Let's go ahead. Take our first time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Rustin. How about them dolls? Head coach Sonny Cumbie and company play six home games at the Joe this season, starting with a week zero matchup against FIU on August 26th. Season tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the high-flying action in Ruston. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets today. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC Beckage, John Taylor. Let's jump right back to the hotline. Got our good buddy, Cookie. Fill us in, Cookie. Well, I'm just, guys, I'm just going to say right now, you know how I felt from the beginning. I was not a fan of this hire. But then I was saying, I kept hoping Okay, we win this game. Maybe there's hope. And then I looked at it last week. I said, "We, we, there's no way we're going to lose to one in five. If I'm correct, they were one in five at the time. Yep. Am I correct? That's one right. In five? That's right. I said, there's no way in the world we're going to lose to one in five. If we win, we're going to a bowl, seal the deal. It's over with. I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm seeing the score and I'm saying, you're telling me a one in five team is hanging with us? And then you're telling me a one in five team is beating us. Okay, when Tumby came in, everybody said, "Well, this is going to be a high flying offense. This is going to be this." I was thinking, "Okay, am I going to see the fun and gun like I did in the '80s and early '90s?" No, I've been I've been seeing second down. Let's run the ball every time you turn around. I've got three words for you, and I'm sorry. Usually I feel like everybody else does. Give them a couple years. I'm seeing the same thing over and over. I'm going to say three words. He's got to go. I'm sorry. I I can't. Even if we get a bowl, which I don't think is going to happen, 
we can't. And you know who I feel so bad for? I feel bad for Smoke Harris. I agree. Because you've got one of the best players there, and he's not going to get to end his career with a bowl game. That is so sad to me. I agree. And it's also, I feel like it's also hurting his chances if he could make it to the next level. That's just my personal opinion. Yep. The way the offense is being run, it's hurting him in more ways than one. And that's all That's all I got. The fellas, it, it's Thanks. sad. It's, it's sickening me. Thanks, Cookie. To Appreciate see what's it. going on with our team. Beck, I, the, the I think fans got, are fed up. Yeah, I think we got a good thought on where the fans stand. And, and they're not the only two. Like, there's more out there. Like, we've seen it, whether you've been on Twitter, whether you've been on the Bleed Tech Blue message boards. I, and had a conversation today. And we were talking about tech football. And the comment was made, does it really matter? And it's from one of our buddies who's like, he's there. Like, he bleeds it. And that comment says a lot. Like, like you hate to use the word apathy, but we've we've reached apathy. And also the comment was made, have you hit rock bottom? Beck, I don't know if you've hit rock bottom yet. And, and I, I don't think a third straight three and nine season's rock bottom. I think that well, it's purely a, a playmaker standpoint. And if you're if you're carrying over this team into next year, you're, you're losing smoke. He's been here for twelve years. We're gonna hate to see him go. Yep. You gotta imagine you're gonna lose one or two of your other playmakers because they trying to win. Obviously, we can't foresee all the transfers that would come in, but it's pretty bleak. Doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. All right, let me tell you this. All right, some thoughts on the bye week. First off, you we play- all needed it, fans included. We did. Woo. You played eight games in the first 45 days of the year. You'll play one game in the next 24, which is kind of wild to think about. But let me ask you this. If you were Sonny Cumbie, like what, what's your message? Like, and don't give me the old bland, guys, got to win three out of four to get to a bowl game. Like, there's got to be something to motivate your football team that you have in the back pocket because you've known this moment was coming at some point in your career. I tell you what you don't do is you don't go in with a quarterback problem. Well, you got that. I mean, we are how many games? Eight games in? Yeah. And you got a quarterback problem? We'll talk about this for a minute. I mean, read those stats that you that you told us today. In the, All right. Here's the this, is, this is important because we've, we've talked is about that. This context. We've talked about the eye test. That's That's opinion. Cumbie has mentioned they're pretty similar on efficiency. That's a bunch of BS. All right. From a pro football focus. Now, pro football focus is really well thought of across the country, whether you're an NFL guy or college guy. Hank Bachmeyer has a 72.5 PFF grade. Jack Turner has a 59.5 PFF grade. Zero to 20-yard throws down the field. Bachmeyer completes 71% to Turner's 54%. Turner is better at the deep ball. 20-plus yards down the field, he completes 44% to 28%. I will say, this is not a caveat, but a lot of those deep balls are 50-50 balls, both guys. Yep. Both guys. I mean, uh, a deep ball is almost always Point blank, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bachmeyer completes 74% of his passes when he's kept clean in the pocket. Turner completes 60%. 
Bachmeyer completes 44% when he's under pressure compared to Turner's 53%. 4.7% of Turner's throws are turnover or deemed turnover-worthy plays. Doesn't necessarily mean they are picked off, but it's a turnover-worthy play compared to Bachmeyer's 1.8%. Now here's where it gets interesting. When you don't run play action, okay, Hank Bachmeyer completes 68% of his throws. And Tech runs no play action on 71% of his dropbacks. So you're calling the right offense for him. For Jack Turner, when there's no play action, you're only completing 53%. But you're running no play action on 75% of his throws. When you do run play action, he's completing 75%. Like he's doing a great job in the play action game. But it's only a fourth of his attempts. And now, 25% of Jack's throws are screens. He completes 92%. He's only completing 46% of his true dropback throws. While Bachmeyer's completing 62% of his, and only 12% of his throws are screens. And Beck, like we said, I'm not banging on Jack Turner. I think he's got a future as a starting quarterback at Louisiana Tech. And I think he's killed it as a backup. He has. But you can't win when your quarterback's completing 46% from the pocket in a drop-back game. Not unless you got... The, I don't even know who the best running back in the world is right now. Not unless you got them back there. No! You can have Christian McCaffrey back there. Oh, there he is. And you have to complete more than 46% in the drop-back. And you can tell me, Jack Turner avoids sacks. I agree. He gets out of pressure better than Hank Bachmeyer does. But probably at the same time, for every time he's gotten out of a, a pressure, he's probably fumbled three or four times as well. Like, I don't think this debate is that much of a debate. The other thing I noticed, and we've seen it a few times, is do we, I would love to have numbers on red zone efficiency with with Hank versus Jack because feels like we're so bad in the red zone. We are we are bad as a team in the red zone, both guys. Yes, but and Jack's had a few like nice cross field fifty fifty fade balls. Yeah, uh, but if I'm being totally honest with you, like I I, I want Hank in the red zone, like a short field. You want the higher He's completion, super pinners, accurate, super accurate. And we've seen a few interceptions in the red zone with Jack. I think, so it's just so alarming to me when your coach is saying. They're the same from efficiency. They're just not. And I think that accuracy stand, that accuracy statement is so much more important than it's being given credence to. Like, if you're not accurate as a quarterback, that's the number one trait. It's a pretty big one. Like, you got to put the ball on the numbers and even more so in the red zone, like you say. All right. It's got to be on the numbers. Let's take away the stats that support this argument. Let's set them aside. Let's just say they're pretty equal, Okay. Forget the fact that one guy's got 30-plus NCAA starts versus, versus a guy that's got six starts in the last seven years in any level, okay? Like, you said it today, and I forgot about this. Hank is a freaking captain. Yeah. His team voted him a captain. And he's not, number one, his numbers are better. He passes the eye test, which we'll call it the educated, educated eye test. Yes. He's a captain. And you're starting the backup over him. And then you then you pull him, because obviously against one of the worst teams in football, can't get it done. 
You put Jack in, he scores two touchdowns on four drives no, after he hadn't Hank, played in a month. Hank, I'm Hank. sorry, you put Hank in, he scores two touchdowns on four drives, hadn't played in a month, to cover your butt. Like, and then, may, I'm not, following it, you're sitting there saying we need to evaluate the position. That's a fumble, man. That's a fumble. It's a lost fumble. Joey and Little Rock, should, te- should the Tech commercial during the first break promoting Tech's High-flying offense be flagged for false advertising? That's a fair question. Um, unnamed texter. I like the person Cumbia. Seems like a nice guy. Me too. Sadly, nice doesn't win football games. Will the people... The bad part with Cumbia's offense is that even if he can produce 8-4 and or 9-3 and three seasons, he's done it with a boring offense that's not going to move the fan base. Beck, you got to be fun. got to be fun. And you got to beat the teams we're playing. Because they're bad. Middle Tennessee's terrible. Western Kentucky, quite frankly, they're not very good. New Mexico State next Tuesday night. Don't sell me on the fact that they're good. They're not. Liberty's pretty good. Which Middle Tennessee's beating them 14-7 to with the ball right now at the first quarter. I don't care. <laughs> like, Sam Houston's awful. You should beat them by 30 at home. It'll be a tight game in the fourth. Jacksonville State's moving up from FCS to FBS. They shouldn't compete with you in year one. They're going to whoop us. Probably so. At home. Like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because, it's like you said, pass the educated eye test. You have a lower interception rate. You have a higher touchdown rate. Like, so what if you take a couple more sacks? And in these games, when when, when they're, the margins are close... Like you, I'd take the guy that's more accurate. All right, That's kind of where I'm at, and it seems so simple, but I'm like, who's the guy that can complete the most passes because we're bad on third down as a team, so it's like, who can complete the ball? And like, it, don't give me, oh, he throws a good deep ball. Who cares? I mean, Hank could throw a deep ball. That was going to say, the only argument I really have is at the end of the North Texas game, Jack came he in. He was and great. He was great. He did his job. But you look back at those throws, about six of ten of them were – 50-50 deep balls. You got three pass interference calls. You got three pass, and then it was a screen to smoke. Like, Hank can make those throws. And sometimes I feel like I'm barking up a tree. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm just a big old idiot. And maybe that's that's And that might calling. be right. That's probably play calling. I mean, I used that as my argument for Jack earlier this year. I'll, I'll say it. But we did talk about, like, I don't know if it's the coaches letting loose a little bit. But like you said, those balls went to Cyrus and Smoke. Shocker, those are your playmakers. But Beck, how does Jack Turner, and listen, this isn't on Jack Turner, but like, how if you're a coach, does your quarterback, your starting quarterback, and we'll see who starts next Tuesday night. If I were guessing, I'd say Turner probably starts, but we'll see. He's completing 58% of his throws this year. But a fourth of them come on screens. Like, if you're a coach... You have to know that at some point you can't shield your quarterback so much in the screen game, as good as Smoke is. It's frustrating. All right, let's go ahead and take a timeout. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about the defense, a little bit about the offense and some of the improvements, some of the regression, both sides of the ball, and then we'll get into some of these 2022-2023 versus 2023 losses. Then we'll have Talvin Hester, 645. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk, 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. 
This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like snickerdoodle cookie dough, pumpkin pie, Oreo hot cocoa, caramel fudge cheesecake, Reese's peanut butter cup pie, and the choco dipped strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. All right, we're back. BC, Beckett, John Tabor, Larry Monroe said this is what happens when you run off coaches. Skip Holtz left Tech. Larry. Two straight USFL championships with second and third string push. I agree with your premise, Larry, at the same time. He had to go. It was probably time. It was time. He did some great things. It is, but it, it was, was time, time for a new voice. Uh, Will the people, I'm scared to say it, but can you imagine if we were in the Sun Belt right now? Can you imagine the beatdowns? Beck, this is a one-win team in the Sun Belt. I'm not exaggerating. Who do we beat? Northwestern State. Right. Like, like you can you can say I'm a Debbie Down. I don't care. Like, like who are you beating? <laughs> you barely beat UTEP, and you barely beat FIU. Those two teams aren't playing in the Sun Belt. Not. All right, defensively. Might have to hold for a sec. We got a call. Rafe. Got Rafe. Rafe. What you got for us tonight, buddy? Hey, I'll tell you one variable that hasn't been mentioned. The dang slow starts. I mean, we're actually good. I mean, what? How? How can... How can we, uh, is it every year? Maybe it is. But, I mean, like, to me, you know, when you show up at the game, all right, I'm all excited. We may win. Then you get, go down, like, by a huge margin, and then you're expecting us to sit through. I mean, I know we've made some, some kind of comebacks, maybe because the other team relaxed or whatever. But, I mean, how do you get down in a hole that big and expect to dig out of it every game? Every week. Rafe, Rafe you, know, you know when we do the We Are Bulldogs chant? That's what they're talking about. We are slow starters. That's what they mean when they do that chant. <laughs> you didn't know that. Uh, okay, maybe that's what it is. We're realizing the chant. 
I mean, but I mean, it's it's like like it's such a downer to come to a game and watch another team. You know, it's on both sides of the ball too. I mean, oh, watch, yeah. watch a team score at will, then we can't move the ball. We just like surrender possessions, like we're playing chess or something. Uh, meanwhile, they're up by three cutties, and we're like, I mean, you can't win that way. You and can't. Then, by the end of the, the game, we have better stats. Like, mean, what what happened? Why don't you play from the beginning? No, I'm with you. Appreciate it, Rafe. How are we going, buddy? All right, Beck. Here's the thing. When you look at 2022 to 2023, okay, schedule's easier in 2023, but your points per game on offense are down three points a game. Defensively, you've improved by 10 points a game. Like Rafe said, slow starts are a major But that's because the schedule's awful. It's easier. It is. But what I'm saying is, if the schedule's awful, why are your points per game not up offensively? We got problems. And like Rafe said, how, how do you start so slow out of the gate every single week outside of UTEP? And I've said it before, you ain't fooling me with that one. You started slow outside of three minutes. Like you did. Yeah. You had 14 points, so what? You scored 7, 24 the whole game. Like you didn't start well. Like how how come when you get off the bus you're not ready to go? Like when you buckle the chin strap. You just got to execute better. When you buckle the chin strap, you got to be ready to go. Bottom line, you got to be ready to go. And like you, you joked around and said, "I hope Cumbie gives his halftime speech pregame." Beck, if you got to run some Oklahoma drill in pregame to get the boys lathered up in a sweat, then do it. Like you scored two two times a field goal. And a touchdown with a missed extra point because of a bad snap in your first nine drives against Middle Tennessee. It's atrocious. All right, post game, Middle Tennessee. Come be talked about. It. We're a little closer than we were a year ago. All right, let's run it back on that. Looking at last year, Missouri blowout loss, Clemson blowout loss. Can you use those two games? Missouri and Clemson are a whole hell of a lot better than Nebraska. Yep. Bottom line. South Alabama Sun Belt team. You got plastered on the road. Okay. They won 10 games, though. North Texas, lost by three touchdowns in Denton. Okay, you played them to a three-point game this year. Fair enough. Lost it overtime to Rice, overtime at Florida International. Plastered by UTSA. Is that your lock of the year, that that game? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Probably so. I don't know. At Charlotte, you lost by five. That's a Charlotte team that won two games. And worst UAB team outside of this year in probably 10 years. You lost by 10 at home to close the year. All right, fast forward to this year. You lose by 25, 24 on the road at SMU. It's a seven or eight win team. Maybe they compare to South Alabama. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Same result. Lose by three to North Texas. That was a winless North Texas team in the first year of a new head coach who didn't have an idea of who their starting quarterback was. And, oh, yeah, they came into the game allowing 598 yards of offense. Nebraska, we talked about Nebraska. They're awful. Atrocious. Then you lose to Western Kentucky, you lose to Middle Tennessee. Heck, hate to tell you this, but Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee this year, they ain't exactly UTSA. Like. I get losing 51-7 to to UTSA team that won 12 games. Western Kentucky's going to win seven. Middle Tennessee's going to win four. 
yeah, like, on paper, you're closer. But guess what? Miss me with the analytics that we're closer. The eye test tells me we're farther. The eye test tells me we still can't execute. The eye test tells me we're not very good because we're 130th in the country in penalties. The eye test tells me we're still playing musical chairs at quarterback. The eye test tells me we still have games where Smoke Harris only touches the ball two times. The eye test tells me that we have one healthy running back. The eye test tells me we still give up too many big plays on defense. Like, if you can't sit with yourself and be honest about where you're at as a program, that's the problem. Tell me I'm wrong. Not wrong. Not. The eye test is pretty important to the people that are paying to get in the game. It's it's like Rafe said, how do you fall behind 35-7 to and expect the fans to keep showing up? They're not going to. Imagine being the beautiful old beautiful lady sitting in the tech ticket office trying to sell tickets and the fans are like, ah, fall by 35 to 7. I'm not spending 100 bucks to go home early. I wouldn't want to have her job. Mm-mm. I, I wasn't sitting here planning to come in here and just have a roast session. It wasn't the goal for me. Like, come on. This is a facts session. This is FBS football. Like, want to sit here and say, hey, we're going to get the young guys some playing time during the bye week. Get them some reps. Like, good. I agree. Get them some reps. But, heck, don't you need some reps with your older guys to quit jumping off sides? Quit holding? Quit face masking? Here's, here's the deal. You're, you're seeing it from the fans, too. I mean, fans' engagement is up and down based on, like, what? If we don't feel like you're putting the best players on the field. If you're not starting the quarterback with 30 starts and a lot of success four or five years in college, like I mean, we see that. You feel that. It's like Quint said, you brought him here to be the quarterback. He's a captain. So obviously the team believes in it. Listen, I feel like this is so negative against Jack Turner that's not where it's meant to no. go. I'm telling you. But like. Jack has exceeded expectations. If you told me right now, Hank Bogmeyer starting next Tuesday night against New Mexico State, I'd say, all right, you know what? You're going to win that football game. You're going to win the game against Sam Houston. Probably lose against Liberty. But you're going to have a chance to go to a bowl game on November the 18th at Jacksonville State. Win and you're in. If you don't start him, I'm not sure I see another win. And quite honestly, next Tuesday night's Greek night. And I know the Greeks don't show up and they don't stay for four quarters or they don't stay for nine innings or they don't stay for two halves at a basketball game. I get that. But they're not coming for the first quarter next Tuesday night. And I can't say that I blame them. Like, I can't. Like, like what are we excited about right now? Like, seriously, like if you're trying to sell your buddy who's a mid-college football fan. He likes football on Saturdays. He's bored on a Tuesday night. Wife's out of town at Disney World with the kids. What are you, What's your sales pitch right now? Like, probably be pretty tough to come up with, right? Better have a free ticket. Better have to. Unnamed Texter said, if, it's, if us as fans feel like the best QB in play, and I have to think the fa- players feel the same way. Here's what I'll say. And I've said this before. I said this when Skip Holtz was here. You can put whoever you want to put on the field. It doesn't matter. 
But college athletes aren't stupid. I don't care if it's the kicker. I don't care if it's the right tackle. I don't care if it's the left guard. I don't care if it's the running back or the quarterback. The 115 guys in that locker room, they know who the best player is. At whatever position it is. If they know Deshaun Hall's the best defensive tackle, then by God, they expect him to be out there. If they think Jez Lord Botang's the best linebacker, then by God, they expect him to play. And it's like Scott Power said on Inside Tech Football the other day. He's talking about Zach Zemos. You know what he said about Zach Zemos? He said he's a transfer from Arkansas. We knew he was athletic. Now that we've gotten to see him play a little bit, it's our job as coaches to put him in the best spot to be successful. And he's right. It's what your job is as a coach. If Jack Turner's good play action, why is it dead gummit run play action 85% of the time? If Hank Bachmeyer's a good drop back passer and he can't run an RPO, then dead gummit he better have some drop back passing. Kind of get where I'm coming from? If Tyree Shelton's good to the edge but awful between the tackles, then you better find a way to get him to the edge. Like, square peg, round hole doesn't work. Doesn't work. It just see, It's just a little ironic to me that like, we're missing on some of that. With all the analytics, all the Cow. data, and then you talk about needing to execute a little better. <coughs> it's frustrating. Now, I get it. You, you're, you're almost dead last in penalties. There are some things you need to execute a like, little better. I can better. tell you something. If I had a bad football team, this is on Sonny Combee, if I had a bad football team, I'd tell you one thing we're not going to do bad. We're going to have 11 guys on the field, both sides of the football. We're going to know our personnel. We're not going to commit penalties. We're going to have a shirt tucked in. We're going to have a chin strap buckled up when we run on the field. We're going to do every single little thing exactly right. You can control that. You can control it perfectly. Perfectly. We're going to have energy on the sideline. I've heard that question a lot. There's no energy on the sideline. Good, I'm, I'm glad you got guys standing at the end waving a towel. If they're doing it for show so mama can take their picture, tell them to get back in the locker room because you don't need them. If you're not bringing true juice, then get off the sideline. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time out, Talvin Hester, head coach of the Dunkin' Dogs, will join us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Dog 97.7. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. 
And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Hey, Tech fans, do you have a young Bulldog fan, eighth grade or under? Well, the Champs Kids Club, sponsored by Super One Foods, is perfect for you and your little Bulldog fans. It includes free admission to all Tech home regular season games, special Champs Kids Club only invites, and much, much more. Champs Kids Club memberships are on sale now. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. How about them dogs? Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Hayes, John Tabor now joined us on the hotline, the head coach of the Duncan Dogs, Talvin Hester. Coach, I know it's a busy time of year. Thanks for taking some time to join us. How are you doing? How are you guys doing? We are doing well. All right, let's jump right into it. Obviously, you guys go 15 and 18 in year one. Probably not the season uh, that you necessarily expected. But from a head coaching standpoint, it's your first year. What were some of the things uh, that you learned in your first year on the job? You know, you know, I don't, I don't think we expected or not expected anything. Our job in year one was to build culture, you know, and and, and establish who we are as a staff and. And, uh, and set the things that we wanted to do going forward that we're going to accept in our program and, um, that, that, that kind of we, that we stand for, you know, and kind of when you close your eyes, you want to stand for something. You want people to say, okay, that's a hard playing team or that's a, that's a tough team. And that's kind of what we did in year one. Um, some of the things that we, the, we, we went through were just growing pains of learning a new system. Um, you know, the portal era, trying to get new guys to jail together. Um, those are some of the things that we're kind of looking forward to in year two um, uh, to get this show on the road. And I think I'm excited about this group of guys we have, um, excited about putting them together on the court. We get to scrimmage here in a, in a couple of days, actually. Uh, so just trying to figure out um, who we are and get ready for that November 6th tip-off date. And you mentioned, you know, trying to build that culture, get the guys to gel with one another. You, you've added nine new players in the off season. Uh, in this era of college basketball, I guess really college sports in general, uh, that's becoming a little bit more of the norm. How do you go about getting those guys to gel and bond uh, with one another, and how much more difficult is it than maybe it was even five years ago? You know, we just try to spend time with them and let them know we care about them off the court also while we're teaching them and loving on them and try to spend as much time as we can um, with them in, in not only basketball-type situations but team bonding situations. Um, and we've done that. And I think we got a group that loves being around each other as people. I think they hold each other accountable away from basketball, and it's, it's been really helpful. Yesterday, obviously, Conference USA Media Days over in Huntsville. Uh, us media guys, we love to look into things and, and probably try to make stories out of things that aren't really stories. But I, I thought it was interesting. You brought your point guard, Sean Newman over to Huntsville with you. Obviously, he's only been with the program for a few months. Uh, what have you seen from him just in his first few months of acclimating himself to to Division One basketball? You know, he's just made of the right stuff. You know, like I, I said in media day, you kind of, your point guard is like your quarterback, you know, your leader, uh, the guy that, you know, is kind of the coach on the floor. And, 
he's been that. He's an everyday guy, and you know, I don't. It wasn't like we brought him as opposed to anybody else. He was just uh, he was available to take, and and he did an unbelievable job. I'm proud of him. I can't wait for uh, all the Texans to get get to see him play and see what he's made about. I think that he's going to surprise a lot of people. I asked you this yesterday, Isaiah Crawford, obviously named preseason Conference USA Player of the Year. Uh, I asked you yesterday, how have you challenged him this offseason? But I want to ask you a different way uh, today. How can he take his game to another level this season? Consistency. I think, you know, we've all seen Isaiah have monster days and unbelievable uh, outings and showings. And some days he's not quite the Isaiah we know, you know, Uh, which is ironic because that that is the Isaiah we know. There's kind of the up-and-down guy, the the guy who could be the best player in the league or the guy who – who kind of disengages at times, you know, and uh, I've challenged him to be consistent every day, be the same guy every day, even if your highest of highs are not as high as sometimes they've been. Um, but don't have your lowest of lows, you know, just kind of be consistent. You want, I want his best ability to be dependability. I want to know what we're getting from him uh, every time he steps on the court. And that, that's what it, being a great player is about. You've added a lot of older guys here from the portal and from the junior college ranks. How has that helped, uh, I guess, from a competition standpoint and helping Isaiah raise that level of consistency day in and day out? You know, it's amazing what guys will do when they realize basketball can end. They're guaranteed basketball life is going to be over uh, before they know it. They, they seem to play a little harder. As opposed to being a young guy, you kind of think you got years and years and years ahead of you, you know? Um, guys, just when they mature at that level and they realize that life is around the corner, uh, and this is about as good as you're going to get in life, people paying for your food, people paying for you to stay, people paying for you to live, uh, they get a little more serious. And um, it, it's just it's better to have older guys. And we would love to um, recruit you know, high school guys and freshmen. We still do. Uh, but you know, having a whole team of those or a, a whole group of those that are not McDonald's, McDonald's All-Americans those days are probably over with the portal. You, you added in the offseason Jordan Turner from Baylor, Baccio from Texas Tech. Isaiah's been a guy that's won a lot throughout his career. Sean Newman won at a high level in the junior college ranks. Same goes for Terry Miller. H- having a bunch of guys that have seen what winning looks like, does, does that make your job easier for your coaching staff? It helps a lot in practice <laughs> because they have a barometer of when they know practice doesn't look good also. I'm not the only one preaching that practice is not where we need it to be. And so um, they, they kind of know what it looks like. And they, like I said, they hold each other accountable. It's been great. Uh, and we kind of set out to you know recruit guys that have won games, uh, guys that knew what winning looked like, guys that uh, had been held accountable before. Um, and I felt like if we could do that and we could be old and mature uh, and be able to manage our days, that we could focus on basketball and become great at being a team. From an identity standpoint on the offensive end of the floor, how do you see this team playing? Uh, are you a team that plays from the inside out, outside in? How do you see that uh, going, I guess, early in the season at least? You know, it's similar to, to what we did last year, but I think we just got different playmakers. And last year we were, you know, we, we struggled inside a little bit, you know. Um, and, and with having some guys like Terry and Bacho, we hope that, you know, we can we can, we can can be a little more efficient there. And, um um, I think our length, we added a little length. And so uh, our offense always wants to be triggered by our defense, and we hope that some of our length with Devin Ree and Isaiah and Jordan and Drayvon and Bacho, that we can create turnovers and get out and run and get a lot more easier layups. And so um, I think that has helped us a lot. You know, offensively, I think we'll, we're still going to play with pace and space. 
Uh, we're still going to try to score in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock if we can, if it's a good shot. If not, we're going to reverse the ball, move it, and try to work for a good shot, play together. The schedule, Coach, i, I got to tell you, it's one of the best non-conference schedules I've seen at Tech in quite some time. You look at Colorado State, ULM, Southern Utah, McNeese, New Mexico, St. Louis, Grand Canyon. We could go on and on. Uh, what, what were some of your goals when you put together this non-conference slate? You know, we haven't been to the tournament in 32 years. Um, and we've had a lot of good teams. I was an assistant coach on some of those good teams uh, here. And, and I just I felt like we have to be prepared to win late in the, late in the, um, the, the college season. We have to be, be prepared to win in March. And so I think I wanted to challenge us. Uh, we, we set out to challenge us uh, to schedule teams that we thought would be good in our conference. Um, and so that if we scheduled them and we kind of knew what it looked like, we'd have a barometer of where we were at early and where we needed to go. And so hopefully that can bring success to us later in, in January, February, and March. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Obviously, FAU, North Texas exit the league. Uh, but you add a Liberty, you add a New Mexico State, you add a Sam Houston State, three programs really good. Jacksonville State uh, has some tradition in basketball as well. You guys were picked in fourth in the preseason poll. Is that a, is that a topic uh, that you guys discuss a whole lot prior to the season, or is it something that uh, you kind of just let itself play out because you know that your guys will see it? You know what? In years past, I think it would have been a topic for everybody. I don't know if anybody that's in my profession right now pays any attention to it because that used to be dictated by returners. Um, and now everybody has a pretty much a new roster or it's a new team. So I don't really think we know what the league is going to look like. And so, you know, they picked us fourth. I, you know, I think everybody in the league thinks that at some point they could win the league. And so we haven't spent too much time thinking about it. Uh, I just spend time trying to, you know, be the best team we could be and try to prepare our guys and uh, take it a game at a time. So we got a scrimmage coming up. That's what we're focused on, um, trying to see who we are and what we need to work on and get ready for the next one. Coach, tremendous stuff. Looking forward to the season opener at Colorado State on November the 6th. We appreciate you taking some time tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Talvin Hester, head coach of the Duncan Dogs, joining us. Beck, it's been 32 years since the dog's been dancing. Ah, that's about time, don't you think? Yeah, if the dogs go dancing, you're putting a bet on them. Taking money line. No, we're going. Uh, we are going, but are we are taking we going? money line? Oh, we going. Oh, BTB sponsored trip. Uh, BTB will pay for it. All right. Taking tapes, too. Tapes, you coming? Or are you doing the broadcast? Nah, let's see. If we go dance, I'm, I might go dance. Tapes, I got a better idea. Let's do a post-game show after it. Live. Bring the equipment. With a poem. With a poem. I'll get That's where we'll get a poem if we go dancing. <laughs> there ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> oh. oh, can you imagine the, the wordplay going dancing in a poem? I mean, there's Wouldn't a be, lot of song lyrics. It's been a while since we've had a poem. Have, have we had anything that's been poem-worthy, Tate? I was just thinking that in my you head. You know what? The it's bowling kind of, team's kind of about a... to get a poem. It's the only thing we got going. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. All right, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Brooks Store, head coach of the Lady Texers, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. 
If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. I'll never forget that moment. Never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. It started with a phone call. I got the text when I was at work. My first call up ever as a member of the National Guard. This was it. The real deal. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires. How they were getting dangerously close to homes. It was amazing to be a part of this massive operation. Helicopters were going up with huge buckets to drop water on the fires. Some of the guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. We went out in Humvees to help with the evacuations. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Discover what it means to be a citizen soldier, to serve locally as well as globally. Look into the benefits including career skills and money for college. Take a moment. Go to NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We're back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haines, John Tabor. Sweet attempt to get Brooke Store on the line. Uh, might have her in a few minutes, but Lady Texters, Picked fourth place in the Conference USA preseason poll. Annalar Robertson, a first-team All-CUSA pick in the preseason. Uh, ten returners from last year's 19-win team. So, uh, certainly excited to see those girls get on the field. Or, field, excuse me. On the court here in a couple of weeks uh, for Brooke and her squad. But, uh I know, I know they have some expectations. Obviously, like the men, they'll open their season on November the 6th against LSUA. November the 9th, they'll host Louisiana Christian, who I believe is formerly at Louisiana College. Uh, LC, yeah. yeah. Cap, right, that's the initials, but change the name. You know? Yeah, you yeah. got to do it if you're LC. All right, let's jump to the hotline. You got head coach of the Lady Texters, Brooke Store. Coach, thanks for taking some time to join us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hope you guys are doing well. We are. So you won 19 games a season ago. You got hot down the stretch once you got Analar back from injury. How how will you remember that team from a season ago? Well, I think, you know, we had a number of, um, you know, moments of adversity, but I saw a lot of um, neat growth in um, certain individuals. I mean, you go back to the, the career Kiana Walker had and, and you know, being able to end her career as the number six all-time leading scorer in program's history and 
um, obviously that was, you know, just a, a big plus for us leading us in scoring the last two years of her career. And uh, I think when you're, anytime you're in that top 10 and in our program's history, that's a, that's a big deal. And for her to be able to do that, I think a lot of people forget, you know, she wasn't highly recruited out of high school. We signed her in late May, which is unheard of at this level um, in college basketball. So watching her uh, grow and uh, mature through her time um, and then take on an, you know, an added role after Anilar went out. And, you know, people forget that um, we lost to Maya Brandon. So we were down two starters. Um, and you, the first 10 games of conference play, not having your, you know, your your center and your um, leader inside um, on both ends of the floor offensively and defensively makes a big difference. And so we had to adjust with that. I thought our, our players did a really nice job of that. You saw a continued growth from um, McKenzie's arm being put in a spot that, you know, could be counted on and um, stepped right in and, and did a great job. And uh, we've seen her confidence just continue to grow from that experience as well as uh, Kate Thompson and, um, you know, Robin Lee coming off the bench and having to provide more of a, um offensive spark for us um, and, and grow defensively. So I think just being able to battle through some some adverse moments and uh, grow as, as young women and, um, you know, find a way to win. I, you know, obviously, you get to the tournament, we'd won seven of eight. Um, you know, Middle Tennessee was ranked in the top 25 and we lose on a buzzer beater uh, at home and felt like we had a chance to win that game. And, you know, I felt like we were one of the hottest teams going into the tournament. And, you know, ultimately we got a, a, a tough matchup. Um, you know, I think basketball is about matchups and how you fit, you know, how you can sometimes get an imagine. UTEP's a tough matchup for us last year and just what they did and, and their personnel. And, um, you know, it was, it was a tough end in the tournament earlier than what we would wanted to have had, but, um, ended up being able to go play in the WNIT and again, back to back postseason appearances and, um, you know, trying to take that next step to get back to the NCAA tournament. Coach, can you tell us about some of the players that we can look forward to seeing this year and be excited about? Maybe some things that uh, Tech fans don't know. Sure. You know, I think you, it starts with you, know, you have two uh, returning fifth-year players in uh, Anilar and, and Salma Bates and um, being able to coach um, Salma now for the third year and um, after she transferred from Tulane and looking forward to um, watching her continue to um, grow and, and lead and um, that's going to be exciting. I think Robin Lee's had a really good off season and preseason, um, you know, fall practices. And I'm, I'm looking forward to her. Her confidence is really high right now. And I think it's, she knows she's going to, you know, Kiana's gone. She knows there's a spot there for her to, to come in and take. And she's taken on a, a you know, a different leadership role. We've seen her mature and, um, really kind of become comfortable in who she is and how she needs to play. And, uh, McKenzie Worm continues to develop. She had a little off-season surgery and um, just actually got cleared um, fully yesterday. So she's she's been you know doing segments of practice, and so now she's fully clear. Amaya Brandon's still coming back from her ACL, and um, I think you're going to see um, Gianna Morris, a, a freshman, uh, come in and be able to play for us early. Uh, she provides uh, just a, a savvy, heady point guard uh, that can create for others and score. Um, really will be able to push tempo for us um, in transition offensively and just a very intelligent um, player on the court. And then um, I think, you know, just continued development. And, and Kate Thompson was really – she bet, you know, the things we don't talk about with her, like she missed games last year. So not only were we down Anilar, um, we were down Amaya and Kate. So we went in 
basically in the deepest position that we had in the season, and we're down to McKenzie Worm at one point in conference play. And mm. so um, Kate's been healthy. It's been good to see her uh, in the off season just gain confidence and because she feels better and she's been able to practice. And I think that's, um, you know, just been big for her. we got to figure out uh, – we, we just took our first charge um, – after having Kiana Walker take over 160 in her career, we just took our first one in, pra- in our 11th practice, and then that kind of trickled down. So we had 13 uh, uh, practices, and now we've had about four charges taken. So we got to get uh, get our rotations down a little bit better and, and figure out how we're going to defend, and we'll be able to mix it up a little bit. But excited about um, you know two freshmen in Paris Guillory and Gianna Morris, and then Evie Getz uh, transfer from TCU. So. Um, we have ten returners, so a lot of a lot of familiar faces for everyone um, that's that's watched us the last couple of years. How jacked up were you when Analar decided to come back for a fifth year? You didn't hear me scream. <laughs> 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 no, it was it's just one of those things. I just think we're in a different time right now, and she and I have a great relationship, and we have a great relationship with her family, and um, I think that you. I could I could give her that time knowing that she needed to do what was best for her and she needed to take a step back and just take some time off. This is a you know you go through a year that she went through, well you throw in the not the year before but the year before that was covid and so like these yeah. kids have had a lot. And so it's hard to play a fifth year regardless, but then when you throw on all of that there's just a lot and she's a you know a local product and there's a lot of added pressure and stress on, on from that side of it, and she just needed a break. And I just felt like in my conversations with her, um, you know, she just was at a point where she just needed to take a step away and go go be a, a you know, a student and, and take some time off and get refreshed. And it's been really cool to see her. Um, I think she's in as good a place right now as she's been uh, in a long, long time. And so it's been really encouraging, just really taking on, um, ownership of this group and um, has been a really good leader um, through and through workouts and then off the court um, in the locker room as well so excited for her and um, just hoping everybody can stay healthy you, you mentioned yesterday that this team will probably uh, play through the post a, a lot more than, than maybe you have uh, the previous couple of seasons with Kiana being such a score from an offensive set standpoint how much does that change as far as when you're going through your preseason practices and kind of getting acclimated with one another? Yeah, I think it starts with our ball movement. And, and when we talk about playing through the paint, it may not necessarily be, you know, you're, you're passing to the post every time down the floor. We want to play through our post. But, you know, we call a paint touch, you know, a, a drive to the middle and, and kick. You know, we want to be able to get the ball into the paint and then play from there, um, whether that means we're, we're spreading out for threes or, or what. And we've got a number of players that can shoot three. You know, you lose Lota Sant. Uh, and Gabby Green that could really knock it down from three, but you add Paris Guillory, who was, um, you know, is a freshman that could really shoot the three, and um, broke Kim Mulkey's uh, Louisiana High School State Tournament scoring record um, this past season as a senior. So um, excited for our ability to do that. I think the ball is going to move um, a little bit better. Like when you've got Kiana, you put her in a position to go get to the free throw line and get to the rim, and. She was great at that, um, but I also think that we're going to be able to get some some easy shots because we're moving the ball, and um, that's what we've, we've really focused on, just trying to get out and, and push and, and play a little bit faster maybe than what we have. Um, and then I feel like we've got the depth inside now to do that um, as long as we stay healthy. Coach, a couple weeks ago, Tech had the Champions Plaza celebration, and your team got to hear from Kim Mulkey. Uh, what was that experience like? I assume she talked about 
uh, how much being a bulldog meant to her. Lady Texter, excuse me, meant to her. Can you talk a little bit about the experience of having her come talk? Yeah, I can tell you this. She didn't talk about being a bulldog, that's for sure. We're very proud. We're we're proud to be Lady Texters, and we know what that means when we put that on uh, across our chest. And we are super um, proud to represent all the people that came before us. And you know, for me, it was it was pretty cool because, you know, the last time that she was here was my sophomore year, and that was the first time she's been in that locker room since 2000. And wow. so um, for her, it was a little, you know, a little emotional, but it was cool for, for her to be able to talk about what it means to be a lady texter. And I think for our players, um, you know, it's important for them to hear that from somebody else other than myself. And so for Spoon to be able to share her words with them and, you know, we try to bring back, you know, former players if, if they're in town and that may not, you know, happen during the, you know, fall practice or what it may be during, you know, games or we're on the road and we've got, um, you know, former players or alums in the area. They're going to come watch us play and I have them talk to our team. And I think it's important. We all have a, a responsibility to uphold this tradition and build on that and, I think that they need to hear how special it is and what they're a part of. And, and so I think it, they really enjoyed it. Um, they really enjoyed Spoon's message. And, you know, I think it's really cool when you think about um, even our game right now, the WNBA Spoon takes the Chicago job this yeah, week, this awesome. past week. And we have two former players. I have a former teammate and roommate in Christy Sides as the head coach mm-hmm. of the Indiana Fever. And now uh, Spoon's back in the league um, as the head coach of the Sky. And so I, I don't think there's any other team or any other program in the country that can say they've got two of the um, head coaches in the W, you know, of the 12 teams. So it's it's something special to be a part of. And then obviously um, to have Coach Barmore here and, and, and what he means to our program and, and for our players to be able to see him when he comes by practice and those things as well. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. You got Texas, you got Drake, you got Maine, Richmond, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Arkansas State. It's a gauntlet in the non-conference schedule. Uh, what you think some... I need to fire whoever scheduled those? <laughs> yeah, if you can fire yourself. But hey, what, yeah, what were exactly. some of your goals when, when you put together the, a challenging non-conference slate? Well, I think it's important. You know, I feel like we're in a league where we've got to set ourselves up to try to, you know, and I think Middle Tennessee um, had a, a really good non-conference schedule last year and, and had some some games that um, really tested them and, and gave they beat Louisville at home. You know, we're going on the road to play these teams, so it's a little bit different. Um, but I want to see where we are. You know, we've got to get a gauge of if we want to be in the NCAA tournament, then we've got to be able to go compete with some of those teams in those environments and, and see what that feels like. I don't want our first game um, against Sam Houston and Conference USA for us to still be trying to figure out how we need to play to win and, and what we need to improve on. And I think that, you know, different years call for different things and we felt like we would have some experience returning obviously you know getting Anwar back is a huge plus but um, we have 10 returners so you know these these players have played you know we ended the season at Arkansas so for us to be able to go back and be able to go up there and play again will be a good test and you lose a tough overtime game to Vanderbilt that we felt like we should have won here uh, last December so get a good chance to go back and, and play them there and um, you know, Texas will be extremely tough, and uh, I think it's it's good for our team. It's good for us as coaches to see where we need to grow and improve, but also um, our players, if, if we want to, you know, compete with the best, then we need to go strap it up and compete with the best. So we're excited about that opportunity, and I think it will really prepare us. I think Drake is probably one of the most underrated 
um, teams on that schedule, and they're very tough and they're very good at home, and I think that'll be a great um, net ranking team as far as our non-conference schedule for us to have an opportunity to, to go get a gauge and, and measuring stick of where we are. Great stuff as always, Coach. Looking forward to the season opener here in a few weeks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you for having me on. Brooks Store, head coach of the Lady Texters, joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck, can't believe you almost called him the Bulldogs. Not, I could, you know, I did that on purpose. We did so much rebranding this year. I was just making sure everybody was on their toes. Hey. Hey. I like they it. are the Lady Texters. They are. And they're tipping off in a few weeks. November the 6th against LSUA. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk at 97.7. We'll be right back. Close up shop. Be back right after this. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show to wrap it up on this Tuesday night real quick. Conference USA, you know, we like to play middle-of-the-week games. No game this week. Uh, not for Tech. Yeah. But uh, Liberty's beating Middle Tennessee 21-14. That's near in the half. Liberty, Liberty. Uh, Western Kentucky beating Jacksonville State 10 to 7. That's early in the second quarter. Uh, tomorrow night, FIU travels to Sam Houston, the old Bobcats, Bearcats with a K, excuse me, looking for their first win of the year, and they're favored by five at home, which is kind of interesting. And then finally, New Mexico State on the road at UTEP for a huge, huge snooze fest slash rivalry game. <laughs> 
in Conference USA, so make sure you tune into that. Uh, quick programming reminder, we will be back one-hour show next Monday night, 6 to 7 p.m. Beck, will you be here? Yeah, I'll be here. Monday night. Yep. Monday night. I'll be here. Dogs play Tuesday night at home, 6 p.m. Gets New Mexico State. I uh, believe that is Greek night, and I believe that game will be on CBS Sports Network. So uh, tune in with the thousands or millions that will be watching on mm. CBS Sports Network as the dogs look to get to four and five overall. Some great interviews tonight, Beck. Yeah, that was I got to be honest with what? you. I really like interviewing Brooke Store. I was, was going to say, she's, she's a fun interview. Yeah, between her and Burroughs and the other coaches as well, they do a good job. They give us a lot of access. We are promoting them because we do have hundreds, thousands, if not tens of thousands of listeners, Ben. We do. And so. You know, we like to work together to promote well, the Beck, program. I'll be honest. I know we're negative on here sometimes. Beck, I'll be honest. With how the podcast numbers have looked here lately, figured I should shift over to basketball, see if we get a little boost. Okay. A little preseason optimism around the hardwood. So it's kind of why we went there. Uh, Bill and Lincoln Paris says, doesn't Hank have another year if he chooses to return? Yeah, he, he does. does. Uh, he sure does. Don't really know what Hank's thoughts are on that, but if I was Hank... Uh, yeah, so he's not got a lot of reasons to come back right no, now. No, as Trey Turner goes yard for the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Bet you didn't have that homer tonight. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> did not. So, 421 feet. Hit it 110 off the bat. So, been a fun show tonight. <laughs> want to thank Talvin Hester. Want to thank Brookstore for joining us. John Tabor, tremendous as always. Bleed Tech Blue Radio next Monday night, 6 p.m. For Beck Haynes, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. By searching the Doug Gottlieb Show. And as always, you can hear the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb. He was an athlete. I am a former college basketball player, former professional player. But he never pulls the player card. It's about the sport. He values discussion. Especially when he's talking. I talk, you listen. He's Doug Gottlieb. I'm a geek. Say his name. Oh, Doug. It's Doug Gottlieb. The champ is here. That's right. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. You're welcome, America. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. When you want sports, we got you. We've seen Joe Burrow walk in. He's looked unbelievable. If he's playing well, then he's playing with house money. When you want news, we got you. We have breaking news. Breaking news of the world of college basketball. <laughs> when you want laughs. As coroner, I must keep her. I thoroughly examine yeah, her. That's the corner. <laughs> we got you.